This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Catch the Pulse right here on AMI-audio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. This week, Joita speaks to Maya Chukkoff about her podcast, Proud Stutter, and her journey as a stuttering advocate. That's the Pulse this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time here on AMI-audio. Also, of course, you can... Take in the show as a podcast, and it's also available on YouTube as a video podcast. Kelly McDonald here hosting the program, and today, hanging out with me co-hosting, Danielle McLaughlin. Kelly, every other Tuesday, we're joined by nutritionist Julia Karantis. I love the world of nutrition. Join me, Julia Karantis, as we talk about everything from food and nutrition to living a vibrant lifestyle. Julia, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Nice to hear your voice. I have to say that for me, this is headache season. So I am really looking forward to uh, chatting with you about how to treat headaches naturally. Yeah, I feel the same way. Usually headache season is in the, the, the spring, but we, we've been getting these warmer temperatures. So yes. I mean, last week... They were super warm, so I felt like we were having headache season all over again. And I actually thought we had talked about this before on the show, but I went through my notes, and we haven't. No. And so I thought we'd revisit it today because there's so many wonderful herbs and other natural remedies that can help alleviate headache pain. So I think it's super helpful because even though you may not be a migraine sufferer, which is um, very common and something that's talked about a little more Often, there are lots of other headaches that you can experience, such as tension and hormonal cluster and sinus. So there's headaches for everybody. Oh, how nice. (laughs) Plenty to go around. Yeah. Do all these headaches feel different from one another? Yes. And I think this is maybe why it can be confusing for people. Um, You know, oh, I don't suffer from headaches because maybe you don't have migraines. And that's great. But there are different headaches and maybe you don't notice that it's something that you're experiencing. So for example, a tension headache will feel like squeezing of the temples or a tight band around the head. A sinus headache will stem from sort of like the upper nose area and be felt around the eyes. Um, So like right in the middle of the face and then migraines and hormonal headaches will be felt on or can be felt on half of the head and sometimes behind the eyes. Um, so, ev- you know, everybody can experience something different. And then, and then the problem with taking too much drugstore stuff is that it can cause um, a rebound headache. Right. So, you know, you, it, it, it's great that it alleviates your pain, but it's also great to have other options to help combat headache pain so that you're not just relying on one path, one standard you know, product in your arsenal. I like sitting here and the fan blows on me. 
So, of course, yeah. you know, I don't think about it until, gee, I'm getting a headache. And I don't realize the neck shoulders are getting tight from that. There yes. are so many little things that you can do that you do. Uh, people talk about looking at screens, of course, and giving themselves headaches. And obviously, uh, in a lot of cases, there is underlying something else maybe going on. But a lot of these ones that, you, you, you know, you've named tension headaches, you get them. A sinus headache, you get them. You don't have to necessarily be have, have multiple allergies or anything like that or even right. one of them, right? Right. Um, Julie, what are some natural ways to help then with this headache pain? So first you want to rule out some more common triggers. So you want to make sure that you're properly hydrated as this Ah. can be a trigger. So I find that with of, all my coffee drinking and it's not, I know people yeah. say, well, that's that caffeine and everything. Well, for me, it, it dries out my, I don't drink enough water. I don't drink the, yep. what yep. is it? Uh, one cup or one and a half cups of water per cup of coffee. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely a cup for a cup. I mean, if you're drinking a cup of coffee, you got to drink a cup of water in addition to the, the regular water intake that you would have to stay hydrated throughout the day. So you, you have to drink more fluid. If you're okay. drinking that coffee. Or, so or in other words, coffee doesn't count for hydration. Right. No. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't. And no, I drink yeah, enough to, is... to, to attest to that, I'll swear, that's for sure. So so stay hydrated. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, no, you want to stay hydrated. And obviously this can be a problem because there are a lot of individuals that, you know, out of habit, they just start their day with a coffee and yes. might not reach for anything that's like water until the noon hour or halfway through the morning. So if you're a headache sufferer, this is definitely something to pay attention to. So Mm -hmm. in, you know, you want to stay hydrated and also depending on the type of headache, um, ironically, caffeine can be helpful if it's like a tension headache or a migraine. Right. Right. There's also the sort of headache that you get if you're used to having caffeine and then you don't. I went for a few days last week without it, without my usual coffee and had this terrible headache. Couldn't figure out why. Then I had my first cup of coffee and it magically went away. (laughs) Yeah. I I have started, I have started Julia to do the the drinks and water first in the morning. And and we got into a discussion when Jeff was doing health for us. He brought this item to us on the show and start your day off, get your organs, everything going with some water right off the bat. And that I used to have a hard time drinking that water in the morning. Now I'm good to walk by. I put a cup all the time full with water so that when I'm going to grab my cup of coffee going to or on the way back, I take a bit of water too. Yes. Yes. I've gotten the habit of, I mean, I start my, my days with water, but when I'm at my cottage, I always start with a mint tea. So that would oh. be fine too. If somebody liked herbal teas that weren't caffeinated or didn't have a sugar content, I mean, that would be a, a fantastic option too, to help with water intake. I mean, and if you didn't like the taste of plain water, which we've talked about before, you can certainly add some lemon juice or lime juice or a squeeze of citrus of some sort that, you, you know, if that tickles your taste buds in a positive way. There's lots of things that you can do there to help stimulate your desire to drink more water. But you do want to stay hydrated. And then if you think it might be a tension headache or a migraine, a coffee would be helpful in addition to drinking water. <laughs> well, some people are staying away from caffeine altogether and it doesn't yes. work for everybody. So what else can you try? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really easy option. So it could be too easy for some people. And not everyone drinks coffee or feels relief when they do from a headache. So I personally don't drink coffee, so that wouldn't be an option for me. So another natural remedy to try is peppermint oil. And I used to use this a lot when I worked in retail and I was on my feet 
for eight hours a day. Um, I would just put a little bit of peppermint oil on my temples, but you do have to be careful because if you put it too close to the front of your face, like the, the menthol you know, vibes yeah. that peppermint oil gives off can, can irritate your eyes and cause them yes. to water. So it can be irritating. So you've got to make sure you put it back, but there's, there's actually essential oil companies that make oil blends for headaches that come in the form of a tube with a roller ball. So you just uncap it like you would a lip balm and roll it on. And it's so convenient and it smells so nice. And you smell so nice once you use it. <laughs> you smell a bit like a uh, candy cane, but never mind. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's worse yeah. things you could smell like. So that's true. You know, candy cane is okay. Wow, that's <laughs> the nice. The peppermint that's oil great. is a nice one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about magnesium? What's the word on it? Yeah, because we've talked about this mineral before mm-hmm. a lot. And it's one of my favorite minerals. We know that it's one of the one of uh, two very, very commonly depleted minerals from our soil. And we know if it's not in our soil, it's not in our food. If it's not in our food, we're not getting it. So, you know, can it help? And yeah, absolutely. So adding, so unlike peppermint oil, which you would use on an ad needed basis, right? So you could keep it in your bag, at your, at your desk, by your computer, in your pocket, if you didn't think you were going to break it, um, you could just use the peppermint oil as needed. But with magnesium, you would use it as a daily supplement. So this would be helpful for somebody who experiences cluster headaches or migraines, since these two groups of headache sufferers were found in a study to have low magnesium levels. So with magnesium, you probably are better off to take it as a daily supplement to keep the levels of magnesium high in your body as to as opposed to using it like a, like a painkiller, you know, like an Advil, like you just take it when you f- need it. Magnesium, you would want to take every day. So is there a suggestion that people are, are just generally low in magnesium and they need to, to supplement because their diet is poor in, in magnesium? So uh, half yes, half no. So they're, uh, it's not because their diet is poor. It's because the diet, the food is lacking because it's mm. not in the soil, which is, which is not the fault of the individual. It's not no, that no, they're I not wasn't blaming. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, our diet is, is our diet, our food is poor due to environmental fact, uh, factors. So that's, that's where that link that what, those low levels are coming an, into play. What would be a natural source of magnesium other than, you know, daily supplements? Is there a, a food that's rich in it? Yeah, like cauliflower is good and like whole grains and some greens are really good for it. Um, I mean, it, it should be found in a lot of our foods, but the problem is you're, ne- you're never cert- – it's depleted from our soil. Like right. we in North America have low levels in the soil. So it is very difficult to eat enough of it from our food at this, at this day and age mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the soil levels. Yeah. Uh, and you, okay. you wonder – what could be done? Was there ever a time or the amount that we need as human beings? Uh, these supplements are really, obviously now the answer, but would have been probably the answer many years ago because I think that depletions happened for a while, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it took years, but we're there now. So, yeah, it's years of growing you know, crops in the exact same soil and unsustainable farming practices and then environmental factors that are just affecting our soil quality. And, you know, there's obviously a lot more going on than even I'm, I'm sure that I'm aware of um, that's affecting the mineral content of our soil. But we are seeing decreased content in magnesium in our soil, and we are seeing deficiencies in North Americans because of that 
lack of mineral content in the soil. Because that's, I think, you know, we need to understand when we eat food that the nutrients in the food weren't just manufactured within that food, is that they were absorbed branches of which they were grown. Yeah, the food needed it as much as we did. Yeah. Yes, yes, Kelly, that's, yes, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, the food needed as much as we did. That's very true. It's very accurate. Yeah. Julia, what is one more natural remedy that could be tried if the other things that you've mentioned don't work? Yeah. So, I mean, we can go on and on about lots of cool things, but um, something that's maybe not as common is white willow bark. Um, This is a great substitute for aspirin, which will decrease pain. And now you don't need to chew on the bark. You can find it as a pill or a tincture, which is a liquid form of a herb and consume it that way. Again, as a supplement, there are um, actually a number of herbs that one can try from basil to lavender to way less common ones, such as feverfew, which is, I know it's, mm-hmm. it says feverfew, but it has four headaches, and uh, something else called butterbur. So okay. there's, yeah, there's definitely lots to explore when it comes to natural remedies. So lots of options, lots of things to try to find what works for you. But, you know, stay hydrated. You can try peppermint oil. And then if these things are not working, you can dive right into trying some of these herbs like basil, well, lavender, willow. That's great. Thank you so much. Uh, This is all very helpful for those of us headache sufferers who are, are listening. I really appreciate that, Julia. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye bye. You can join Julia Caranchas for our nutrition talks every other Tuesday opposite wellness with Francis Wong. Coming up in two minutes on the program, another season of the NHL is officially underway. We get a season preview with our friend and the Nation Network's Nick Alberga in a moment on Kelly and Company. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. 